Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller, thanks for joining us. I'm going to make a bold, definitive statement here at the beginning. This may be one of the most important podcasts we've ever done. I know that's kind of come up lately as a theme, but this one is incredible. Got another chapter from the journal pages today, and this is going to be one that I hope you will listen past my story, because that's all it is, just a story. What I hope you will do is see into your own experience, into your own life through this, and the lessons and the takeaways and the things that might apply to you. Now, let's just reset the ground rules. I was somebody who, in 2007, went through a second divorce. I wasn't supposed to get divorced once because of my background. That's all in the previous episodes. But I turned my life around basically in the year of 2009 was the pivotal swing. And then five or six or seven years of growth after that. And basically, this podcast started in 2013 with no intention. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. But I had an intuitive prompt to do one, and I just started chronicling my journey. And that's where Enjoy the Journey came from, because it's like, this is my story. I'm not a guru. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a healer. I'm just a guy trying to figure it out just like you, unless you're a gal. (laughs) We're all in this together, right? We're all just flavors of souls having a human experience and trying to figure it out. So this podcast has been the lessons and the observations and a little bit of teaching and mentoring that I've had along the way, and it's just passed on to you. So in that context, here is the latest development. So you know that I have Lord Jupiter, the traveling van. Now, I, when I got the van, I got insurance on the van the very day before I ever put myself behind the wheel. I had coverage in place through an insurance agency in Dallas that I had used for years. My daughter is with them. Their mom is with them. I mean, it's like, you know, that kind of a thing. Well, they set me up with this, and they didn't set it up right. And actually, you know, we've talked about this over on the Fun Astrology podcast quite a bit. This is Neptune and Pisces. I mean, this is the destruction of services the way that we have come to expect them in most of our life, for those of us that have a few rings in our tree that things are deteriorating. And even the service here of this fairly established, you know, it's a local agency in Dallas for Allstate, that they are just dropping the ball. They dropped the ball recently with my daughter. So that's an aside, not going to go down that road, but it is part of the context of, okay, so this is the pond that we're swimming in now is don't expect excellence. And that's a really sad state to be. I, I don't ex- I don't buy into that personally, but when I observe what's going on out there, you know, in order to deflect any emotions around that, you just, well, okay, come to accept something as it is. I'm having, in the van, I'm having to accept these loud mufflers. <laughs> if you have a loud muffler, muffler, please enjoy the podcast. I love you. <laughs> I won't say any more. <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. So... They dropped the ball. So the company sent a letter to my son's address, which is the address that you say, well, they said, well, we need a physical address. Okay, I'll give you my son's. Well, he got the letter and gave it to me when I was there about a month ago, but it went into a bag and that bag was just uncovered as I was reorganizing everything. And I got the letter and opened it this week that they canceled my policy. 
effective January 21st because they couldn't verify my address. Well, nobody called from the insurance company. Nobody called from the agency. And this agency that, again, done business with for a long time, had a cancellation come across their desk and didn't pick up the phone. Well, truly, thank energy and the gods and goddesses that there were no accidents. So that was all fine. And I was able to take care of the problem that afternoon. The van was even parked at the storage unit. So everything was fine from that regard. But it cost me a lot more money every month to have this policy than the other policy. This policy is through one of the online companies, and I've got the app, and I'm in communication and the whole thing. So a lot of the things that were averted, and particularly this one is made for full-timers. Well, that whole experience just triggered something in me that was a surprise. And I'm going to get very vulnerable here, but this is, I think, one of the deeper things in our consciousness that just go with me on this story, that all of a sudden, because of a piece of paper and a few more dollars a month, I started going down the road of, you're overextended. You're doing too much. This is not working. You need to sell the van. This is going to be too expensive. There are too many of these pop-up costs that keep coming up. You need a home base. You need to get your audio booth set back up. And that turned into you're going to screw this up just like you've screwed everything else up. So all of a sudden, a waterfall of all of the failures that are mostly, most of them, pretty well documented in the previous 270-something episodes, all of a sudden just began to cascade. And I knew that the subconscious program that was running was basically, you're going to mess this up. You're going to take this potentially wonderful situation and figure out a way to screw it up. I mean, go back to podcast number one and the pastor who told me that I was his biggest disappointment. You know, play that out. And you would say at this point, yeah, but haven't you done all this work to try to reverse all of that? What's going on that this would come back up? Don't ever forget on our journey that we are peeling an onion In fact, if anybody teaches you that you will get to that onion reduced to nothing in your lifetime, I would say run from that teaching. (laughs) We will be peeling an onion of some variety until we sip our last breath of air. And don't let anybody ever make that wrong because that's why we're here. Now, those of you who listen to the Fun Astrology Podcast, this is being recorded during Aquarius season, and I'm not trying to tell you what to do. (laughs) Just a suggestion. Well, as I sat with this for the afternoon, I knew that this was incredibly deep. I mean, this one was screaming at me, and I could tell that it was subconscious bridge keeper from go way back. This was the troll under the bridge saying, aha, you finally woke me back up and I'm going to let you have it both barrels. Now, let's just take a minute to center, because this is not my story. This is for you to listen to your own story to see if there is something similar that might come up for you. In other words, is there a program that might be embedded in there that could be driving things that maybe you even thought you had resolved? See, I thought I had taken care of this a long time ago peeling the onion. So as you listen to the rest of this story, 
Think of your own predominantly. Now, what I did next, I contacted Lynn Schaefer. Lynn is in our Facebook group, Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast listeners, and also Fun Astrology Podcast listeners, and has a process that is explained on her website, thebeautifulmindcoach.com, where she is able to dig up stuff from your subconscious mind that you didn't realize was still in there. I've had several sessions with her over about the last year that each one dug up things that I was surprised to find were there. So the first thing I would say is if you contact Lynn and if you work with Lynn, be sure that you are open to having things come up that you might not have expected. And boy, did that happen in our session. Bless her heart. She knew that I wasn't going to let this sit for very long, and so she adjusted her schedule, and we did a session. Typically, a session with her is an hour to two hours in length. This one was in that range, more toward the right side of that range. And we were nowhere near being finished, and it was getting late, and I was getting tired. But one thing immediately stopped and hit me in one little exercise that she was doing where we were creating something that was an improvement on a current situation. Basically, that was the structure. And I went to a scene when I used to go ride the bus downtown. My dad worked in a stock brokerage office in downtown Tulsa. And right next door was the Tulsa Club. And the Tulsa Club had a little gym, a half-court basketball gym in there. And I would go down there and shoot baskets. And then I would get to wave at dad and the other brokers in the office while I was going into the gym and then wave when I was finished and get on the bus and ride back home. But I stopped and I had to step away from that memory because there was further story. I messed that situation up. Not the situation with my dad. I worked with him later and I didn't carry the legacy that my dad had at that office. And it was you know, to me, an embarrassment. And I messed it up in my mind. So what I felt in that moment was, see, you can't even call up anything, anything that you haven't messed up. And what that led me to realize is there was a very still alive and loud subconscious programming that was saying, Thomas, anything you do, you'll screw up. So why would I not screw up the van? I mean, it's like, give it enough time, give it enough ways, and you'll find a way to mess it up. Well, when that hit, I needed some time. I needed some space. So it was late. We had been going for a while. There was no end in sight. That was for sure. And I needed to process. So we agreed to stop right there and to pick back up. That was part of the agreement, to pick back up. And that I would take some time to process through this. I opened my journal and started listing probably 15 major intersection points in my life where something good was created and I messed it up. So the notes are things like, so I'm a failure at everything with everything underscored. And then I thought, you know, somebody who has a string of successes has confidence that if they apply themselves to something, they're going to win. 
there's a high chance. What I realized is with this paradigm, this is the paradigm that has been driving things down in there. This is still there. That I have zero self-confidence in anything. In fact, even when I was living consciously in Aspen, there was something that happened in Aspen where actually I did not follow an intuitive prompt and I messed that situation up. So it's like the evidence suddenly became overwhelming. And I thought to myself, and I wrote in my journal, try not to, don't try to pretty it up. It can't be. You need to sit with this raw and real. This is a subconscious program that is driving your outcomes, even up to recently. And yes, of course, I took a moment to look at the astrological chart, and I could see uh, an aspect that I knew was in my chart, but I hadn't given it the, the weight or the gravity that I do now, and I see exactly where this appears astrologically. So it's also built into my path. And remember, our very path, exactly what I'm describing, is our teacher, and it's customized. And this is why when we try to blanket cover something or when we try to judge somebody for their path and their journey, we walk on very thin, dangerous ice because our path, I firmly, clearly believe in this, is our teacher. That was from Krishna Das, Pilgrim of the Heart. And I so advocate, I mean, that just opens up so much. And it allows us to forgive ourselves if we realize that the very path that we are on is the path that we came here to undertake. And sometimes those paths are more difficult than others. Some of you have heard the story of the astrologer in Denver who said, your chart makes me dizzy. <laughs> yeah, she, she was a good astrologer. Now, as of the recording of this episode, I have not reconnected with Lynn. So we're going to leave this as a cliffhanger. And this is going to be a sequel and then, I've already talked to Lynn about this, when we get to the end of this process and we feel that we are as complete as we can be, we're going to do a game film episode together, Lynn and I, to unpack, basically, what happened. So, we're going to leave it here. However, there is one other revelation that came in just overnight, and that sleep will help do this, right? So, when you need to process, have your journal so close. I have not stepped anywhere that I don't have this journal within arm shot, basically. And I'm capturing everything. And the one that came up through sleep was that if I look back, intuition has always guided when I followed it. Like I said, even that Aspen experience, I had the intuitive prompt. I chose not to follow it. So as we start to look for some of that positive evidence, that's going to be one of the things that I'm going to bring to the next session is, ah, when I follow intuitive guidance, when the universe is giving me those prompts like it gives you, it gives every one of us, I believe, we just have to tune our radar into it, then we get what we need in order to move forward according to the best path on our, on our journey. In other words, we're getting the map, just don't follow it. So this is fresh enough that I'm going to spend some time collecting evidence that when I did follow, or at least I got an intuitive prompt that would have redirected me, 
I'm going to go back and relive some of those experiences. But when we are not operating out of fear and we are following intuition, then we will get the guidance that we need to step into the proper lane on the highway. And I think that that's going to be part of the rebuilding this subconscious evidence because now what we have to do is reprogram that voice to instead of saying, see, if you get anything, you'll screw it up, to where at least that voice says, if you follow intuition, you'll win because that's what I want driving me. And then I have the conscious choice either to follow or not follow. And like I said, basically for me after Aspen, it was like, just follow it. Just quit asking questions. Follow it. And for the most part, I have. And I clearly believe that none of this would have come to the surface by just doing journaling. Lynn's process is very effective at these things coming up. I've seen it happen, and I've had people tell me that they've had sessions with her where the same thing happened. So it really is incredible. My only request is don't book her up so much that I can't get this completed. (laughs) Thebeautifulmindcoach.com if you'd like to know more. So I'm going to leave you there with the issue hanging. Stay tuned to the next podcasts ahead as they will unfold, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. (laughs) I'm Thomas Miller. Boy, are we ever on this journey. Enjoy yours, and I will enjoy mine. They are our teacher, warts and all. Thanks for listening. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.